Welcome to the Western CUNA Management School Alumni Association podcast, or as we affectionately call it, the Frogcast. I'm Shauna Shearson from the Epsilon class of 2007. And I'm Nate Burns from the Yada class of 2011. Western CUNA Management School is a three-year educational and training program created to give credit union leaders a deep dive into the purpose and mission of operating a cooperative business model. The Frogcast was created to continue our unique WCMS education to deepen our connection to the school, each other, and the credit union industry, and maybe spark a memory or two from our time on campus at Pomona College. If you haven't experienced WCMS, we hope you'll hear and feel the impact the school has had on our lives and careers. Come along as we jump into a conversation of head and heart. Today's guest is John Jan Clays. John is president of Nimbus, a QSO that empowers credit union owners and partners to quickly establish niche digital banking to expand their business and create new revenue streams. He was formerly the CEO of Partners Federal Credit Union and has served the credit union movement in many, many ways, including being a board member of Co-op, Akuvo, and WCMS, just to name a few. Speaker, author, leader, and all around great guy. Welcome to the Frogcast, John. Hey, thank you, Nate. Thank you, Shauna, for having me. This is great. I've been looking forward to joining it and a, a big fan of the podcast. I've listened to all the episodes to date and you guys are doing a real great service. Thank you. Thank you Appreciate so it. much. It's great to get to talk to you. And you've had a really exciting change in your life and we want to hear all about it. Making the switch to go to Nimbus is a kind of an unusual path for a CEO of a successful credit union. So will you tell us how this all came to be? I'll tell you a little bit about the how and a little bit of the why behind it. So um, 17 years at Partners and, and what a great ride it was there. And you know, during my time there, we grew membership from about 50,000 to 180,000 and assets from about 400 million to over 2 billion. And what that meant is we were just helping an awful lot of members, you know, which is, is the passion. Um, but I started kind of taking stock of, you know, um, where could I help most? Where could I go serve the industry next? Because I'm a huge fan of the industry. And during the last three, four years at Partners, there was a real emphasis on trying to improve our digital delivery. And I just ran into so many thorny problems. And I thought, you know what, if I could work on thorny problems going forward, this would be good. And that was a perfect marriage with Nimbus because that's what they do. They help credit unions in the digital space, you know, have really great offerings. So that was a little bit about the, the why behind it and, and the transition from Partners to, uh, to Nimbus. That's awesome. I think about, we we all struggle with a lot of problems and we're looking for somebody to help fix them. But I love that you've really taken that to a next level and realized, hey, I'm not the only one struggling with these problems and I'm gonna be a part of helping that solution. So that's fantastic. Very exciting. Absolutely. And speaking of thorny problems, I mean, it's, it's data, it's AI. It's the new technologies, you know, it, they became a priority for credit unions during, during COVID. Can you talk to me a little bit about how, how can credit unions or how should they be leveraging these new technologies? Well, you know, Nate, I, I think the recession and COVID was a dress rehearsal for what's the road ahead. I think all of us really turned to using data to understand where our members were, what they needed during COVID, 
and really look to that to get insights to say, where do we need to show up to do our mission today in the context of this recession? I can tell you at Partners, we use data to actually household our members and then do a cash flow analysis on, uh-oh, we can see your paycheck has gone away. You've either been furloughed or unemployed. And now we can see the stimulus money coming in and the unemployment money. And together is this new view of your household setting you up for success or, uh-oh, we actually need to do something. And we had um, emergency programs from the last recession, but based on that analysis using data, Nate, we had to go back, back and build three new programs to address very specific needs that we could see in households. So without that, I think we wouldn't have known that. And also we, we were able to anticipate for our members when they were gonna have a moment or a problem in either making their loan payments or just making their household work. So data was uh, was real important to us getting through this this past time. I mean, that's that's incredible, John. I mean, uh, was, do you think that was unique to partners, or do you think many credit unions have the ability or the wherewithal to take a look and view that household data and anticipate member issues? Well, you know, I think everyone's on the data journey somewhere in their arc, but I can tell you this. Um, the California Credit Union League, Diana Dykstra, gets really high marks on this. She brought together the CEOs of all credit unions in the Western United States um, on a weekly basis so that we could share ideas and thoughts. I mean, only in the credit union movement, right, would you share this kind of very cutting edge, breaking information in order to kind of get better outcomes. So um, I think that's something when I say preview of coming attractions, why don't we continue to do that? at that kind of speed and clip and help each other, you know, find the next best practice and, and even maybe share resources and ideas. And so I think it was, it was a really big learning for me, you know, and part of the motivation to move from just being an operator of a credit union to coming to a QSO, because that's what it's all about. It's about collaboration. How do we get the scale on these kind of issues to have an impact to make a difference? So that was my big learning about that. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. Um, taking a, a step away from the conversations about technology for a second, I happen to know that you are an avid journaler, so taking it very low tech. Um, yeah. And but talk to, to us about why journaling is so important to you and what outcomes it's led to for you. But there's so many parts of this, and I've actually learned, Shauna, over the years, it's kind of evolved my journaling. Um, but it's basically this notion and this idea is I use my journal like a sponge and I use it to pick up information that's important to me in the context of me being on my mission, either personally things that matter to me or for the business. And I just can't leave to my mind to remember all these things. I mean, you've probably sat in a meeting and somebody says something and you go, oh, I need to remember that because it has to do with something that's important to me, either personally or professionally. And I want a way to record it. So I want to make sure I never miss the opportunity. And sometimes things come up very organically, you know, that you go, oh, I've never heard of that before. I need to follow up and check out about that. Or um, so, so I use it as a sponge to capture things. But here's the next part that I've learned is real important is reflection. So if you have a place where you've captured all this information, you can go back and reflect on it and build on it and change it and develop your ideas until they become something more mature, ready for prime time to share with others. Or I just really appreciate it. It's almost kind of like my drawing playground where I can doodle and do ideas. Um, I don't know if the audience can see, but that's actually a picture of my journal. And that's, that's me storyboarding a business problem. And I keep coming back to it and, and, and working on it a little bit more. 
Um, so that, that's a little bit about my practice, but just more generally about journaling. There's some great articles, one by Harvard Business Review, that talked about executives who regularly have a way of uh, capturing information, thinking about information, can be anywhere from 23 to 25% more effective than their peers, just using that for collecting information and reflecting on it. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Are there any examples of outcomes that you've experienced as a result of your journaling? Oh, I mean, every day, you know, personally and professionally. So I'll tell you one. Um, so I'm personally, uh, I'm, I'm a horseman. And in our arena, I wanted to have an observation deck where we could kind of watch each other and coach each other, right? So, but I wanted to build it a certain way. And so I kind of did a little doodle drawing on it. And then I went to a couple riding arenas around and I asked the ground crew, why did you build it the way that you build it? And I made my notes there. And then I came back and I put together a material list and then I went ahead and built it. But there is a perfect example of, I had this idea. I wanted the perfect kind of observation booth for my arena and just kind of built for my own ideas and incorporated others. And voila, I came up with a pretty good thing. You know? That's awesome. I mean, Sean, I really, you just, you're just gonna let this opportunity slide by he's a horseman you have to at least tell us what is it are you, are you jumping are you working quarter horses what's going on yeah so uh, my wife is the real talent in the family i'm just kind of a hack but uh english riding dressage okay. yep. jumping, and uh i've done that it is so much fun you know nate i only picked that up about oh, 12 years ago mm -hmm. and i went to night classes and i learned about it and here's what i fell in love with it about it i was so bad at it Right. That I really had to kind of make it a study. And I, I enjoy that kind of, you know, studying about something, talking to people. How do you do this? How do you get good at it? You know, um, and then there's something wonderful, too. I found this metaphor for leadership in equestrian sports. Mm -hmm. There's something that you want to go into competition with. You want to go into the arena. It's bigger. It's stronger than you. It speaks a different language than you. But you need to find a way to come together with teamwork and uh, communicate really well in order to get the outcome that you want to compete. So um, it wasn't it wasn't missed on me that that metaphor for leadership is there in equestrian sports. Outstanding. That's yeah, we don't get that every day. Awesome. <laughs> so um, listen, you were a board member, an advisor, a project reader for WCMS. Talk to us a little bit about what led you to give all this time, all this extra energy to the school, and then additionally. You know, what's your message to current credit union executives regarding, you know, sending their staff and supporting them at WCMS? Well, you know, Nate, I think it begins with just this notion that too much is given, much is required. I have been so fortunate and been supported by so many people in the credit union movement. How could I not try to make a contribution back? And I think that is uh, an answer that we hear from a lot of people uh, at the school who do make contributions that way. But I've come to discover there's something else too. I get much more out of it. Man, when you read projects of 30 credit unions, the ideas of what's happening, or just to be connected to executives who are passionate and investing in themselves, that kind of washes over me and it gets me excited all over again. So it, it really is, uh, if there's a virtuous cycle in that or a great give and take, for sure, that's what I experience. So I'm drawn to it. I can't wait to come back to school and try to contribute and maybe try to explain what I've learned, which makes me kind of sharpen my thinking. And then lo and behold, there's the energy that comes back at me, you know, from our talented, you know, executives are going through the school and the faculty and the alumni. And, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. Very well stated. We couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. Well, thank you.
Yeah. Well, we're about ready to wrap up our conversation. So Nate, what are your final thoughts here? Um, I'm still just really, uh, I'm impressed by, by the, I guess, the courage to, to leave a very successful 17 year business uh, to go out and, and pursue helping the industry, you know, kind of capture and be better at, at the digital, which will be the focus and be the future for how credit unions advance really am. Well, I have two takeaways that I might've just turned into three here, but thinking <laughs> about um, your move and incorporating at partners, the data in order to be able to anticipate your members' mm -hmm. needs is a real lesson for all of us that we have to be forward thinking when technology either seems scary or too expensive or just seems unachievable. It's our mission uh, as credit unions that we have got to move forward to be able to do the best job that we can to anticipate our members' needs and to meet them. So I, I think that's a, a great lesson. And uh, then I, I really li liked that, um, you kept up with your equestrian studies because you were bad at it. And as adults, and I'm, I'm leading that into, I probably should start journaling. It's not something that is, yes. is a practice, but you've inspired me once again, that, that it's something I, I need to do because sometimes we don't realize we're shying away from things because we're bad at them. And uh, I think that journaling can really help provide clarity about uh, maybe some of the underlying motivations that we have to do things and to not do things. So very helpful. You're welcome. Well, John, we really, really appreciate you being on the, on the show with us today. Um, it was incredible. I mean, <laughs> I'm blown away by, again, just, you know, you're very, you were very good at what you did. You're an author, but you still found the time to, to give back uh, to the, to the school, to support your staff, to go back to the school. I'm, I'm really blown away by that. So oh, Nate, I would thank just you. Nate, I would just encourage anybody who's here. We all know stuff and we all have stuff that we can share to help one another. And there's something magical that happens when you have to try to convey and explain what you think you know to somebody else. And this is a trait that all of us do as executives. And I would just say, everybody, hone that, work on that, you know, because you're the real benefactor in a lot of that, as well as sharing with others. But just refining your thinking and being able to articulate what it is you think you know is, is a, kind of a magical process, I think. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, listen, if, if, if to everyone listening today, if you like this episode, please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Additionally, if you have any feedback or would like to recommend future guests, let us know at wcmsalumni.org. We want to thank everyone for being with us and listening to it today. Uh, thank you for joining us at WCMS Frogcast. And until next time, always start early. And start often.